What is up everybody? Hello internet. It has been a very, very good week for me. I decided to push this past weekend. And what do you know? I hit platinum. I am still a low elo scrub, but I am now platinum. I am to the point into the rank season where if I don't play games, I decay. Oh, it feels good. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So Saturday morning, I wake up. I'm a normal robot. I work a nine to five job, Monday through Friday. Saturday, I wake up late morning, early afternoon, decide to get on and play some league. What do you know? I meet a fellow mate who um, decided that he enjoyed my support. Friended me, got really upset when I got off the game at 4 o'clock because real life is always more important than League of Legends. But we went 5-0. We went into our promos together. He bugged me not to get off. He bugged me and asked me some personal information that I was not going to give out to some random dude that I'm playing League of Legends with. But he helped me get to my platinum promos. I told him I'd be on tomorrow morning, a.k.a. Saturday morning, and I was not able to get on. Um, I was kind of bummed. I enjoyed playing with him. He seemed like a young fella, but um, things didn't work out the way we wanted them to, and I decided to log on Sunday night, and I went 3-1 and one in my promos. The only game I lost was my Lux. I'm not, I don't remember my third win or my first win, but I know two of my wins were Braum. And because of our team comp, Braum was very good in that composition. I did not... I, I don't usually play Braum, nor do I ever play the same champion twice in a row. But because of our team composition, I knew that people could take advantage of my Q, which is my... I don't know what it's called, but it slows them. And after your teammates auto, it gives them a big old fatty stun. It felt good. It felt good. Hit platinum. Celebrated. Perfect timing. Sunday night. Went into the normal work week. As a platinum low elo scrub. <laughs> um, but on the other news, uh, I noticed that like being when you when you go into a bunch of friends and you go into a new atmosphere and community and you're like, I'm a support main. It makes you sound kind of like a wussy, you know, like, oh, this guy only plays support. Oh, this guy, you know, relies on his team to win. And, you know, back to my last podcast, you know, this is episode three of the solo cast. Yes, I understand that me mentality, that mindset, but the support role can set up the game in the most perfect way for your team to win or lose, no matter how ahead or how behind you are. Oh, it's fantastic. In other news, um, I've been playing Hearthstone. In Diablo 3. In Hearthstone, I am rank 4 before Legend. I just don't give it the time to climb. I enjoy it as kind of like a, a game in between League of Legends, a game in between losses, a game in between wins, depending on whatever the hell it means. Um, also, in Diablo, the season just started last Friday. I believe that might have been May 17th, 2019. 
it's been fun, but Diablo usually only lasts about a week and a half, and I'm pretty close to being done already. But other than that, you know, the gaming life has been awesome. I recently have taken a big, big, big break from World of Warcraft. Ah, I don't need to get into that. It's just the content's dry. Um, real quick, before we get into the meat and bones of the podcast, I decided to bring you guys today. Today, we are going to be talking about the ADC role. Um, you know, my first podcast was kind of like to break the ice. My second podcast felt a little bit more comfortable and I decided to hone in on a little bit more things. And now we are going to jump into the ADC role and my personality is definitely going to come through more. I hope. <laughs> and obviously, I'm going to have my random pauses and my um, those ums, you know, that thing I just said three seconds ago. Let's talk about the ADC role. The role that I either... There's no in-between. I either do amazing or I absolutely do terrible. I'm not going to say I'm good at it because by no means am I good at it. I've, I've supported other ADCs who are phenomenal at the role. But I could, I could probably hold my own in silver. Is that anything to brag about? No, not, not at all. So... As we started the last podcast, we're going to start this podcast with the best champions you can pick as an ADC. A lot of people have a top four. I'm going to go with the top six. My top six are Draven, Sivir, Jinx, Ezreal, Zaya, Kaisa. They are... They're strong, but I feel like every ADC is in a good spot. I've seen Jinx go off. I've seen everybody, MFs go off, you know, and it's it's pretty reliant on your team and your supports, but every ADC in this meta right now are extremely viable in my opinion. So now that you have the top five, I think I only said six. No, I only said five. I meant to say six. Um, let's talk about champion select, you know, like I said again and again and again, always play to your comfort. If you are the first pick in the, the draft, play to your comfort. Um, if you're comfort Ash, you're SOL sometimes, play Ash. But if you are not last or if you are not first and you get to pick after your team or your, your support, pick a synergy that might help. Always play to your comfort, but play to your synergy. Um if you do have the option to see what the other teams are picking and they are picking assassins or any kind of dive composition, if you can play Lucian, Tristana, or Ezreal, you know, they do have an escape. They have some sort of mobility. It might probably won't work, but it, it gives you the opportunity to jump out and, you know, outplay the, the enemy team, however you think that's viable. Um, so after you go through champ select, you know, the game starts and you walk out to your red or blue, depending on which side you are. And if the jungler wants help leashing, if a jungler wants help killing the first mob of the game, you know, obviously go and help him. You know, you should always help him leash because that shows, uh, initiative that you're willing to help and he might come gank your lane. Um, go and kill the red buff or the blue buff, bring it down to approximately 500 HP, and then move on from there. Um, you will get to lane, and if the opponent 
is not there. They're probably help leashed or they're at least showing that they were helping leash so that you can't track their jungler. That's another episode for a whole nother topic. I'm not there yet, but if the opponent is there before you, that means that their jungler did start the other side. Or maybe the jungler just didn't need help and you know they're probably going to have a level advantage over you when that time comes. So let's talk level advantage. If you have a power spike at level 2, if you're playing with a morgue, not a morgue, yeah morgue's fine. Or if you're playing with a Leona, her level 2 all in is phenomenal. It is very, very good. If you're playing with a Braum. Or a Thresh, you have hard CC at level 2 and can combine their abilities together. That is wonderful. Obviously, Draven's always good. Lucian's always good. Trish and Jin are always good. Because they bring sort of... They bring some kind of kill pressure to your lane that is really good at level 2. Um, so, if you're not sure how to get level two before your opponent you have to kill the first wave and the next three minions of the next wave it's a it's a very very small window usually but you know it, it can give you first blood if you do it right it can knock them out of lane and then giving you a cs lead and an experience lead over time it is so phenomenal i said in the last one about if you're level 2 and they're level 1, it's like playing Mortal Kombat and you have A and B button and they only have the B button. You know, I can punch and you and you can only kick, but I can kick too. You know, it's 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 definitely an advantage you need to take advantage of, but you know, it's very situational. So, I said advantage twice. Let's talk about advantages in lane. There's six minions to a normal wave, there's seven minions to a, a, uh, a cannon wave. If you have the minion advantage, which means you have more minions than the opponent, and you can take a fight, by all means take a fight. As long as you're at equal, you know, fighting grounds. If he has two kills over you or one kill over you, obviously he might have some sort of... Uh, advantage over you but if he kills you and your support and you come back and he didn't back yet you know you guys still have the same items he has no advantage over you at the moment so if he's you know sitting on 300 gold when he should have backed and gotten bf sword if he didn't you know you guys probably bought a health potion or a long sword or whatever it might be you have a minor advantage you can get a quick shutdown it's not going to happen often, but it might just happen. You just never know. Wage manage wave management is huge as an ADC. It can set up ganks for your jungler to come help. It can help you take two-on-two -two fights with your support, but it's all about wave management. If you're not autoing when the other ADC is autoing, you know, if you're letting the minions come into your tower, which is not a problem, but when a jungler does come, you know they you might have to fight against the the enemy ADC and the enemy support along with six to twelve other minions. You know you don't think about it, but minion damage does so much damage. You know especially when you are dueling bot lane and 
you decide as an ADC to attack somebody and all of a sudden you have six minions attacking you for no reason and you think you're safe but these little minion bullets are just tapping you and you know it's only 10 to 12 damage but that times that by five or six you know that that goes up pretty quick so please be mindful of attack auto attacking people when there is minions around there is two big old bushes there in lane you can always use those to your advantage because if the bush does not have a ward in it you will not get aggro and the minions will fall off and they will not see they won't see you anymore and you you know you're you're able to continue on whatever you are doing So now let's talk about farming CS. Farming CS is the most crucial thing as an ADC. Don't miss any. <laughs> I sound like such an ignorant person. But don't miss any. Especially at the early levels. Yes, I know we're going to miss them. You know, I'm no godlike ADC. But I just want to emphasize how important it is not to miss farm. At, with a Doran's blade or a Doran's shield, it's not easy. You know, you got to be real cute about it. And if you do get shoved into your tower, melee minions take three turret hits and then you can kill them. Ranged minions take one tower hit, but you have to auto it twice. So if you can auto it before the tower hits it and then auto after the tower hits it, phenomenal the support if the support is good will help you with this they will auto before the turret hits and then all you got to do is auto at once i would like to say you can rely on them but supports have a mind of their own if you can find the support that your friends with or comfortable with you know you're gonna you're really gonna hopefully have some synergy and pop off but Every support's different. Um, do not miss CS in the first four levels. The faster you can get to 1,300 gold to buy your BF sword or 1,100 gold to buy your 1,100 gold item, there is a few of them, it's, it's only going to benefit you because when you do get that first item, it's going to help you CS, which helps you not have to be so precise on getting the CS and worrying about the CS because... You auto it once and boom, it's dead. You know, we do as ADCs have skill shots and wave clear to help you with that. But the more you do use that, it means you're going to lose mana. And mana can be life or death when it comes to getting a kill or not dying. I can give you a thousand examples, but it's just try to be uh, aware of your mana inflow and you know what you need to be doing and what you shouldn't be doing next topic the game's going on you're getting fed your support is doing very well and getting you kills you know it's always nice when your support gives you a kill regardless of who you're playing if they can manage to give you the kill and not take the kill as support you know, that's only more money in your bags, which means more damage you're going to do for your team. But let's say you are 4-0 and your your support is 0-0-4. You know, holy crap, we're doing amazing. And I'm going to roam. 
well, what if the score is four, four to two? Remember that sentence I just said that we are fed? Well, we need to stick together. If you are a support, no, we're talking about ADCs. If you're an ADC and your support doves leave you, you are forced to concede any kind of pressure you have and you need to hug the turret. And even if you hug the turret, you're, you might get dove on. Like, that's no fun. You need to either take that risk and try to keep farming or go with your support. You know, if your lane decides to lose tower, well, you know, you couldn't hold it by yourself because they had a Leona or an Alstar who's going to turret dive you and kill you and take the turret anyway. So why not just give the turret instead of giving them a kill as well? You know, it's very, very situational. I, I'm never going to have the right answer, but you need to have appropriate synergy with your supports. Um, if you are behind and your support leaves you, well, you know, you kind of just have to accept that. And when you can farm minions, like I said earlier in this episode, farm is your number one key. Uh, you, you just, you kind of just have to stay in lane, not quite hug the turret. Make sure you have wards so that you can push appropriately when you do have vision and know what's safe and not safe. But when you decide to push past that vision, that's when you're in trouble. And, you know, I see it all the time when I was, as I was climbing in gold. I see it now in platinum. When I ADC and flex and I'm like, oh, I'm just eager to go fight with the team. I push my wave and then I go fight with the team. When I could have just sat there and let my wave build up and slowly CS. But people are always in a hurry when it comes to fighting in lower elos. And, you know, you just want to push the wave and move forward. You do whatever you think's right, but my only recommendation is don't pass, don't push past your vision. Um, warding as an ADC at level nine, you will get the orb that lets you place a ward from far away, and you should also be buying pinks. The support should not be the only one that's warding. An ADC can buy a pink. You know what's seventy-five gold. You know, that's what, 4CS, 5CS? That might save your life because you saw this person go into a bush and now you're not going to push the wave, you know? And then your team's going to 4v4 without that carry that's coming to kill you or an assassin that's coming to kill you. You need to make sure that you're warding as an ADC and talking to your support that they need to be warding for you so that you can farm efficiently. Another big tip when it comes to ADC is if you do well in lane, you kill dragons. You have objective control. That's that's a big deal. Granted, if your jungler doesn't come, use those cute little pings that Riot gave us. If they don't, well, you know, sometimes if you are strong enough, you and the support can take the dragon, but it's very risky because you don't have smite. And for whatever reason, the other jungler might show up. Or they might even have vision on it. You guys didn't check. And now, you know, you leashed it for them down to 600 HP. And the jungler just shows up and smites it. So, womp, womp. There you go. Bad, bad, bad. So, if you do well in bot lane, you have control of the bot map almost. 
And if your support is good, they'll be able to ward for your jungler, who will then give the your jungler the option to go invade their jungler. You can keep an eye on them, know when to engage, know when to fall back. You know, the ADC role is very dependent on the support role. There are some ADCs out there that don't really need the support role, such as like Vayne, maybe Kai'Sa, but it's very important that you and your support have some sort of synergy because if you don't, you guys are just going to be on a different wavelength and that just doesn't work. One last thing about lane phase. If you know your junglers in the area and you know the other teams are extremely aggressive, get caught on purpose. Hopefully you don't die. Hopefully your support is the one that gets caught on purpose. But if you can get caught on purpose and your jungler comes in, you just got a free kill because you baited the hell out of them. Like, that's such a good feeling. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Team fights. Positioning is absolutely everything. There is nothing wrong with safe attacking. And what I mean about safe attacking is you are autoing the person is whoever engaged or whoever's in the front line and you're not taking any damage. If you can do that, phenomenal. But, if you're attacking a tank like a Sejuani or an Aatrox, you need to build appropriately for it. If you are killing tanks, you're going to want Last Whisper and whatever that item is builds into it. If you're going to be fighting you know, an Assassin that engages or a Bruiser that engages, Bloodthirster is not a bad item. IE is a great item because it does a boatload of damage. If it can you also got to keep in mind, though, that if you are quote-unquote safe attacking and the carries are attacking you, that means you can be attacking them. So you just you need to keep that in mind. Like, if you die to an assassin or you die to a, a, another ADC, you could have been attacking them. I'm not saying you should because there's circumstances where you need to be running. You need to be dodging skill shots or dodging CC, but you got to keep mindful. Of, you got to attack while being safe. And a perfect example of being able to do this is playing Tristana. Tristana has her jump and her jump doesn't always have to reset to kill, but jumping to an appropriate place so that you can shoot and fight that's phenomenal. And as soon as you get that assist or kill, you can jump again. If you see that the Katarina or Zed or Town or Silas is on the left, jump to the right and auto whoever's over there. That can't engage on you. I could give you a 6,000 situations, but every circumstance is different. And you need to pay attention and figure out what the best bet is on how to put out the most damage as possible without putting yourself in danger. If you're not being targeted by an attack, it's always hard to tell. But if your tank is being focused or your support is being focused, don't wuss out and not attack. Turn around and press that right click. It's so simple. I've seen a lot of ADCs do this. You know, I'll see their engage go in and they don't feel safe for whatever reason. And they'll just run away and let that tank die or that engager die. Like That is a crappy feeling. You know whose fault it is? It's your fault. It's your fault because you didn't go in with that engage. Granted, if the engage is going on in like a 4-0 Ezreal with a 2-0-2 Sona. <laughs> 
it's probably their fault, but I'm not one to judge. But you need to pay attention on who's being attacked and 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 really put out as much damage as you can when you feel safe. Being a wuss as an ADC is hard because I am that wuss and I've seen it a lot. And it's it's a lot easier from the outside coming in and being like, hey, why aren't you attacking? Blah, 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 blah. All this all this jinx has to do is auto. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sure. But no, like it's, it's, it's another big thing when it comes to that is if you stay alive, objectives will fall. If you stay alive, towers die, Rift Herald dies, dragons die, barons die, reds die, blues die. Like ADC is very linear. You know, it's always played the same way, but you need to stay alive. And I'm not saying to not do anything or just sit there and oh I'm here just for the towers no like get some kills but do it safely like as soon as you start dying you're gonna get it behind you're gonna start feeling like you're a burden and it is just not a good feeling also when you're buying items do not buy boots first you can buy tier 1 boots, but not tier 2. Like, what the hell is that going to do for you in the lame phase? Oh, I can run away faster. Really? Oh, I can catch up to him faster. Really? Well, guess what? By the time you catch up to him, that ADC with a BF sword is going to kill you. Like, I can understand tier 1. I can understand building tier 2 after you get a BF sword and a pickaxe or a BF sword and a whatever but just do not buy tier 2 boots first I, I've seen it happen too much also do not buy an attack item first attack item <laughs> that makes sense do not build an attack speed item first I that was like season 7 or early season 8 let's build shiv first so we can safely push the wave and then just farm no get a b like, i'm okay with you getting a bf sword and then getting shiv or a bf sword and then getting phantom dancer or a rapid fire cannon but you gotta get some sort of damage to back up that that crit you have or that attack speed you have because it was just attack speed you know have you ever seen four marines fight against a siege tank in starcraft that one siege tank shoots twice and those are marines that are just attacking away. They have all the attack speed in the world, but they die. It's kind of the same circumstance. If you don't understand that analogy, I totally apologize. But it's like putting a sniper up against an SMG. You know, there's all kinds of video games that I can relate to that compare that. But it's just damn. Like you're crippling yourself by buying that. Yeah, don't get me wrong, in 15 minutes, you're going to have two items, and then it's like, oh, I feel strong now. But it's like, no, you could have felt strong earlier. And it's like, womp, womp, womp. I just... Get a BF sword, or an 1100 gold item, and then go from there. It's as simple as that. My last couple tips. Don't flash forward to get a kill. I can tell you that a thousand times. I still do it to this day. Don't 
heal to get a kill to move forward faster. I can tell you that a thousand times, but no. It's like me telling you not to drink that last soda or not eat that donut. You're still going to do it. You know, I'm still going to do it. But I love garlic knots. <laughs> but, you know, I want that last garlic knot. I want that first blood. I want to flash forward. Let's say you do flash forward. You need to be damn sure that that is going to be a 100% kill. And what I mean by that is they don't have an escape. They don't have a flash. They don't have a feel. Because if you do flash forward under turret and they do have a heal, they're going to use it. You're going to get executed or you're going to give a first blood. Be damn certain that you're going to get that kill. You know, other than that, the ADC roll is a lot of fun. You don't have to worry about your skills. All you do is auto attack. You know, it's, it's, it is a fun role. It's a very fun role. And the reason we talked about ADC today is because I talked about support in the last uh, podcast. And I feel like they go hand in hand. No, I don't feel like they do go hand in hand. When you do leave your ADC, bad things can happen. You know, there is always an appropriate time as support to roam. But you need to know when that is and how to do that. Oh my. Yep. So I wrote my notes today and I didn't realize how much content I really had. So I just wanted to touch. So I uh, just wanted to some last little things with you. The reason I decided to create solo cast is because I do not duo queue or solo queue normally. Granted, this past weekend I did because I had a really good synergy with an ADC I met on the internet. But. My real life friends, my internet friends, I don't have an ADC who I mesh well with, who I communicate with well. And why? I don't know, but they, I just don't yet. You know, I'm sure I'll find somebody. I've reached out to some people and hopefully they can help me do that. But, yeah, you know, it, it, it'll come when it comes. Some little fun facts about myself. I do flash with the letter D as in dog and not F. How like 90% of the league community does. I have the same birthday as SK Telecom Faker. Last but not least, I'm going to plug myself a little bit. I have decided to create an Instagram. I am at Solocast, S-O-L-L-Q-A-S-T. It says Solocast right on the logo. You can find it real easily. Uh, I do plan on having a Facebook and maybe a YouTube down the road, but I don't know yet. Uh, my Gmail is also solocast at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest or you have something you want to say to me, please email me. I have no problem getting back to you. And if you want to say something ignorant because we played a game together, I'm all for it because any attention is good attention when it comes to the internet. Hey. <laughs> my email is s-o-l-o-q-a-s-t at gmail.com. Feel free to blow me up. I don't care. Uh, last but not least, I am in no rush to do any kind of content, any kind of YouTube. But I, I, I have tried streaming and I talked and I didn't talk. But I listened to a podcast today when it comes to streaming. And when you do become on stream, you turn into this character. And I noticed that I do become a character and I don't like that character. And I'm hoping that this podcast will help 
create a different character or make me appreciate the character I become. Um, but, you know, that's definitely something in the future. I just wanted to keep you guys in the rhythm of what's going on in my internet life and my video game life. Other than that, I appreciate you guys listening. I can't wait to make another one for you. I'm hoping to dive into the mid lane jungle or top. I am going to have a guest before July is over. I know it's the end of May, but one thing at a time. I'm Like I said earlier, I'm no rush to do anything except for provide these podcasts on a Monday, Tuesday basis. Anyway, thank you guys all so much for listening to the solo cast. I am your host, Summix, which I did not say at the beginning, and I can't wait to hear from you guys, and I hope you're enjoying this, and I hope you enjoy the next one. See you later.